Hey, bartender, a couple ales over here. You look sad, Erdrich. What's getting you down? I don't know, man. I feel like lately, monsters don't fear me like they used to. What do you mean? Well, the other day, I was out adventuring, and some heavy hoods knocked me down and took my money. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, I just feel so ashamed. I mean, have you ever had a slime laugh at you? It's embarrassing. Oh, it sounds like you need to start making those monsters respect you. How exactly am I going to do that? Shake them down like you're in the Yakuza. What? Well, if you really think about it, heroes are like the Yakuza to monsters. Their job is to intimidate monsters so they'll leave humans alone. Um, that's an interesting take. Plus, whenever you need money, who do you shake down? Monsters! You know, I, I, I never thought about it like that before. I, I know what to do now. Thanks, bartender. Anytime, Erdrick. Some time later. Hey, look, it's the hero again. What's the matter, hero? Did you leave your pacifier behind? Wait, why is he dressed in a suit and carrying a baseball bat? Have some of this! <laughs> you, you know what? Have my money. I'm just an imp. I don't get paid enough for this. Play Dragon Quest like a Yakuza this fall, only from Square Enix. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I'm your host, Kelly Ryan, and my podcast partner in crime, the Kiryu to my... Go- Crap, I'm blanking on his name now. Majima. Majima, thank you. I had, I had rehearsed this all day and still screwed it up. Uh, Mr. Matt Mason. Uh, I, I might be, but I've got the hair like Ichiban, so <laughs> it's all good. And the swagger. I got the 1980s swagger. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Or I mean, I guess fortunately I do have two eyes, but I can't quite hide under a manhole cover and yell, Kiryu-san! Kiryu-chan. Uh, chan Um with with me um, to talk about some Yakuza, if you couldn't tell, I've got Josh Carpenter. Ready to beat up some thugs and go to a cabaret club. <laughs> uh, Robert Albright. S- sorting through those garbage, uh, those trash bags for useful items. Eh, and David McBurney. First lieutenant of the Kyoto A clan. Someone did their homework. Gosh, hey, I was I've... a reference to the to some of the weirdos you meet on the street. Oh, yeah. We know you're the weirdo yeah, on the street, Cam. It's okay. I'm proud of it. And if you cannot tell, we are actually talking about Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, the seventh mainline Yakuza game. 
Yeah, t- Tectic, would you call this one a soft reboot? Yeah. Uh, I think that's I think it's sort of fair. It, it's certainly yeah. designed it's certainly designed to issue some of the uh series trappings and opening it up to a broader audience. Certainly that's going to be an onboarding game. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly is in a West, hence hence why they're titling it and dumping the seven. And going with the original name, which I didn't know about until uh, the sequels got announced. Yep. Well, well that, that's that's what it translates reasonably literally from the Japanese is like a dragon, right? Right, David? That's, yeah, it's pretty much exactly what Ryugaru means. So uh, we, <laughs> it's funny, we were talking pre-show about the sequels and how they ditched the Yakuza title, but I imagine uh, most Americans are still going to call it the Yakuza series because that's just who, what we know it as. And it makes me wonder when that's going to trail off. Yeah, yeah oh, you're going to have that divide of people, the, the, the old fogies who call it Yakuza and the new ones who are like a dragon. Yep. I, I was gonna say, so you know, you've got you still got the people who say Dragon Warrior over Dragon Quest. That's been like fifteen years now. So I don't know what other series have seventeen years actually. Yeah, seventeen, huh? Yeah. Ah, golly. So any other series that have like really changed their name halfway through? Or gosh, I'm I'm blanking. Most of them have stayed pretty consistent. Usually they'll uh, keep them for legacy purposes. Mm-hmm. There's a reverse of this for Castlevania in Japan, but oh, they started calling it Castlevania instead of Dracula. Yeah, for a few for a few games there because they considered the name Demon Castle Dracula to be too limiting because it required Dracula to be in every game. Oh, I see. Gosh, uh, no, I, I was sitting here thinking, well, what about Contra? Was it Con- Contra called something different? Like, yeah, Probe Protector, but I think that got that's dropped. In, pretty, that's in Europe. And that got dropped pretty quick. Yeah, that was specifically because they were censoring the game. Uh, <laughs> it's also called Grizor in at least one arcade release, but Grizor. Now, um, my, my my disclaimer is, like with a lot of games with a primarily Japanese cast, I am going to forget and butcher a lot of the names that we talk about. So f- forgive me. I, I actually didn't have as much trouble remembering the names of all the party members as past uh, Yakuza titles, but... I always have to throw out the, that disclaimer. Um, but bear in mind, I can barely rem- remember my cat's names half the time. And I've got, <laughs> hey, I've got six of them. At least you'll get the chance to fuck up some Chinese and Korean names as well. Yep. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Equal opportunity name fucker upper. Put that on your business card. <laughs> Podcasting soon near you. And I I swear, I'm just bad with names. I have always been bad with names. So just I always have to apologize in advance. Uh, I'm going to butcher some of this stuff, but it's fine. It's all in good fun. Um, Why don't we take a quick brief musical interlude, and when we get back, we're going to dive in to Yakuza Like a Dragon.
and welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are diving into Yakuza Like a Dragon, released for the PlayStation 4 on January 16th, 2020, and then uh, the Xbox on February 25th, 2021. And then we got it worldwide, or it released worldwide, and we got it um, on both systems on November 10th, 2020, so... And it's also on PC. Yeah. Did, did the PC version release at the same time as that I, as the rest well, of them? That came a couple I, months later, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I am pulling it up right now because that's how I played it. Uh, no, it came out November 10th, 2020 as well on PC. Oh, oh cool. They were really pushing okay. for it to be like the... They were really pushing for the new console generation to be like a big re-debut for the franchise for the like wider audience. So that makes sense. I, I gotcha. So, so was this the first Xbox one too? Because mm, afterwards they went all in on like all of them are getting ported to the Xbox. I think it yeah. might have been. I think first, it might have been the first one. Yeah. Yeah, and they they put the rest of them on Game Pass over the next like six months. Interesting. The the other interesting bit of trivia I found is that this is the first mainline Yakuza title to receive an English dub since the original one in two thousand five. Um, it's the first mainline Yakuza to receive a good English dub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it had caught me off guard when I booted up the game for the first time and I was hearing English. Like, wait, I thought all the Yakuza games were uh, just subbed. Uh, J- Josh was like, no, this one's dubbed. And I was like, oh, perfect. I I, I, I like sub, er, dub stuff so much better because I just... I have an easier time paying attention, you know. But my ADD ass is always looking at my phone and stuff during cutscenes, so being able to he- hear the dialogue is just a plus for me. Um, well, well, they 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 started out kind of dipping their toe in with Judgment, trying that out, and I mm-hmm. think that was received pretty well. So they kind of went went. It opens you up to a bigger audience when you've got a dub as opposed to just sub only. Uh, yeah, and, and, they'd also done it with the Fist of the North Star spinoff, I believe, before Judgment even, mm-hmm. and uh, got some pretty top-tier voice talent, too. George Takei? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, that's a, the... it's a great dub. Yeah, no, it's, I had to it's play it. I had to play it in Japanese because of sheer force of habit, but like everything yeah. at first, <laughs> like, oh, this is really high quality. Well, well, and the other really nice thing that they did was that they did totally different uh, subtitles for both the actual yeah. subs, and then they did English subtitles that matched the, uh, the English voice acting. And so they, they wanted that up there, it all matched up. Yeah, and they also had like a technology in place that uh, resynced the lips to be to match the English dub after they'd recorded it, which made it look a lot more natural. I I appreciate that they had two different tracks too, because it drives me crazy when I watch uh, dubbed anime and the subtitles don't match. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 100 with you on that. Yeah. Subtitles. Yeah, Mar- Martian's, Martian's successor, Nadesco, is notorious oh, for having non-matching subtitles. You know, you know, as as I get older and my hearing starts going, it's either turn the TV up really loud or have subs on and to, to kind of help me be able to hear better. And when it doesn't match, it just drives me up the wall. Um, so very appreciative of that. Uh, also appreciative of the new protagonist. So since... Yeah, Yakuza 6 pretty much kind of ended with Kiryu retiring. We got a completely new protagonist in this one, uh, Ichiban. Ichiban Kasuga. Uh, and and Ichiban, Ichiban's main trait is that he thinks he's a Dragon Quest hero. Oh, that's wonderful. 
He's a beautiful fool. He's, a, he's much he's much more of a people person than Kiryu is. Kiryu's not oh, a bad yeah. Kiryu's not a bad guy, but he is also not the kind of person who he doesn't have a magnetic personality the way that uh, Ichiban does. Yeah, yeah. Kiryu is very stiff and austere, and and yeah, Ichiban you can actually believe like drawing a lot of people to him. Yeah, he he was very much the kind of protagonist that like was definitely designed to have an entourage with him. Hey, he's a hero yeah. who's going to form a party. Uh, very charismatic. I pretty much called him a hembo throughout the entire game. And he um, is. <laughs> <laughs> not that smart, but very lovable. Very, just so cool. I, I, he, he ended up becoming one of my favorite characters by the time I finished the game. I, I love him so much. Um, and... You know, I, I first found out about it with Josh talking, or Josh and Anna talking about it on RPG Cast, and then when they were saying that the game was actually name dropping Dragon Quest, I was like, "Wait, what?" And learned that Yuji Yuji Hori gave them permission to mention Dragon Quest in the game. Yeah, they because previously they had done Dragon Quest references, but they made up a fake Dragon Quest. But when it was going to become like a part of Ichiban's character, they saw permission to be like, "Can we just say Dragon Quest?" <laughs> and, and that that I that was so cool finding out that no Yuji Hori gave the blessing so <laughs> um, and, and like other uh, Yakuza titles of course Ichiban starts out the game spending 20 years in prison uh, give or take and then comes out of prison and apparently his haircut is because they had messed up a a perm a push perm a push perm <laughs> uh, i had to look that up and i i guess it's like a tighter version of a jerry curl it's, uh, it's something not a lot of places will get you even in japan <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit of a dated dated hairstyle there um everybody else makes fun of his hair the fact that it, he's they say that they look like a bomb went off in his face was it a you said a push perm or was it a punch perm punch perm i think that's what punch perm yeah yeah uh I, I do appreciate that partway through the game you can eventually get a party conversation where like someone asks him if he wants to try and go get it fixed and he's like no nah, i got used <laughs> to this i like this <laughs> and, and i love the haircut a lot because it gives him a very unique look He's got a very mm-hmm. wild sort of look to him, which fits. Yeah, you know, it almost gives him kind of quasi like anime li- hair. I say it's like a lion's mane, but on his head. <laughs> He's got, right uh, and as a as a fun, definitely something that they were doing on purpose. Uh, I believe in Japan, he shares a voice actor with Nishikiyama from. Uh, Yakuza 0 and 1, who is conspicuously not in the rest of them for re- reasons of the events of Yakuza 1. So it was one of those things where it's like, let's let's use this guy a little more. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the game starts out with with him coming out of prison and then going back to meet, meet his master and then getting shot and dumped into a homeless uh, shantytown. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 his master has like, you know, he was, uh, you know, he grew up in the Tojo clan and he goes to prison. You know, he 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 wasn't the one who killed someone, but basically, you know, like someone in his family has killed someone. So he's willing Your to loyalty. go to prison and yeah, yeah, d- display his loyalty. And then when he comes out of prison, everybody's kind of forgotten about him. And it turns out his boss has sold out the Tojo clan to the evil Omi Alliance. And he's like, why the hell is this happened and, you know his his father figure uh you know boss just you know shoots him when he, when he goes to try and confront him it's it's mm. it's quite the opening turn i mean it's, it's, it's a, a yakuza opening oh go ahead oh i was just saying it gives you a lot to chew on to start with yeah um it, it, when he got shot it kind of shocked me a little bit and then yeah he, he wakes up in the homeless town 
he meets Namba. Um, Namba basically teaches him how to survive uh, being homeless, and it, it gave me a lot of. I mean, not that I don't didn't already have sympathy, but man, it gave me a lot of sympathy for people that have to live like that. Uh, I, I, it, this this game spends a lot of time like exploring kind of the the underbelly of Japan in in a way that's kind of surprising. There, there, it spends a lot of time dealing with the homeless and you know the people living in the red light district and immigrants and you know kind of the I wouldn't necessarily say that's the underbelly, but it's more more well, the unseen side. Yes, it's definitely the part the part that it, the game is very much about, like the kinds of things that, like you know, quote unquote, polite society tries to pretend don't exist or just sees as a problem that the government needs to get rid of. Yeah, because then you've got the subplot with the uh... beach Japan. Yeah, bleach Japan ble- bleaches in no no gray. They want everything to be squeaky clean, um, and they're trying to get rid of that ki- kind of seedy underbelly by getting rid of a lot of the sex workers and the homeless and all of that. And that becomes a big plot point in the back half of the game. You know, they just seem like kind of a nuisance at the beginning, but then towards the end of the game, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and but, almost every time they show up, Ichiban basically throws it in their face and say, you know, that basically kind of what they're doing is still kind of gray. Mm-hmm. That humans are just inherently such. Uh, it's, it's also worth it drives one that, of them fucking insane. But it's, it's worth noting that uh, in addition to being dumped uh, in this homeless encampment, that's the game's excuse to drop you into its brand new giant ass environment. Yeah, because you not spend I, I was, much of this game in Kamarocho. Yeah, I was surprised at how little of this game you spend in Kamarocho. I think it was only until chapter 11 that you could go run around Kamarocho, and even then, it's still very tiny compared to the Kamarocho of the past. It's actually most of the regular Kamarocho environment. There's, it's just Kamarocho is not a huge environment, and now that they they were like two console generations and like five engine changes away, they made this big ass Yokohama map, which they are now currently using in every new game. <laughs> Until they decide to switch venues again. Oh, I'm sure they'll have another they'll have another map in like Yakuza Eight, but. <laughs> So that being said, that y- Yokohama map has no shortage of shit to do. Oh yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> um, one of the first mini games that they introduce you to is the can the can collecting mini game. Collecting bike rides. Uh, basically Mario Kart, but on a bike and collecting cans. And I I had to max it out like the first go just because I wanted to see what happened when you max it out and it kind of is an okay source of money at the beginning when you're pretty much homeless and having to scrounge at vending machines just to get anything so I, I kind of appreciate that they put an easy mini game at the beginning of the game easy and addictive it's also a useful late game for like certain uh, crafting materials you kind of needed to unlock the ultimate weapons yeah yeah was this the first game that had crafting uh, in this sense, certainly there there have been games where you had upgradable weapons, but er, upgradable weapons in like earlier Yakuza games are of very dubious usefulness because they just break so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've always they they've had that guy you could take weapons to and get them upgraded for I don't know at least since like three or four. Yeah, three but... introduced this mechanic. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it, it just then, was never useful because, again, like a, a high-level weapon can break after 50 hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was one of those things you would have a couple of them around for like some of the tougher boss battles, but you never really use them otherwise. And then uh, it, 
Well, once again, the point of the homeless, you decide to go get a job, but you can't get a job because you don't have an apartment, and you don't have an apartment because you don't have a job. <laughs> which which I Ram found like, go. I, I found to be very and I know that it's like that in real life too and it's like well no wonder people can't get out so th- mm-hmm. that kind of hit me in the feels <laughs> but then what, the, what, oh go ahead oh, I'm just saying it, it was a it was a good use of narrative especially because getting a job is like also a uh, it's a gameplay mechanic <laughs> yeah be- because yeah once you get a uh, an apartment um, by by helping one of the um, sex the what the sex worker matriarch yeah it's, it's uh, essentially someone running like not in so many terms but essentially a a, a brothel matron basically yeah Hamako mm-hmm. um they, she, he pretty much got or Ichiban and Namba pretty much got jobs kind of cleaning up after the the sex workers apartments um which was funny which cracked me up when he was about ready to dump a bunch of rags on uh the bleach japan people (laughs) oh those those weren't rags those were used tissues yeah yeah i I read enough hentai to know Uh this i i mean my they did not leave that to the imagination i was like oh god but that is so hilarious um but yeah, once you have the apartment, uh, it's so cute. Namba and Ichiban have their little celebration in the apartment, and then now you can go get a job. And by job, you mean character class. <laughs> Listen, by that point, uh, Ichiban has somehow already had three of those. <laughs> yeah, but the, the job system. So yeah, it basically combining the the absurdity of Yakuza with the usefulness of Final Fantasy. So. Th- Let's see. The initial jobs are bodyguard, uh, breakdancer, musician. I mean, this is just the guys' jobs, by the way. Um, hmm. Construction worker. Uh, what was the military one? Tactician. I think it's tactician. I forget. Let me look at the list of jobs. There's a few that were also DLC that I never actually got. Okay. Um, uh, one of the DLC ones I, I will bring up once we get through the baseline. Yeah. So you've got the full list was uh, freelancer, uh, hero, which is an Ichiban exclusive one. Uh, uh, Namba starts as homeless guy. Uh, Adachi starts as detective. Saiko as uh, barmaid. Uh, another character is hitman. Another is clerk. Another is gangster. And then you have foreman, which is the, uh, I think that's the construction worker, bodyguard, enforcer, uh Breaker, musician, chef, host, fortune teller, hostess, idol, night queen, and dealer. So you, there's a lot. And some of those are male exclusive or female exclusive. Certain characters can't use them. But there's a lot of options for what purposes you want your party members to serve. And the the person exclusive jobs I found to be some of the most useful jobs in the game. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, I, 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 actually played around with the system a little bit. Um, too, and one of the things I really liked was that the job system had its own XP bar mm-hmm. separate from you know the character level. Yeah, each job has its own level bar. Yeah, but it actually gave you like if you took the time, it gave you skill ups all the way up to max level for those jobs, which was really awesome. Like level fifty, they tend to peter out of sk- like skills. They run out of skills at level thirty, but they can still get you like skill and bonus stat bonuses until level ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, so and and that's actually really helpful. Um so now in regards to the uh the DLC 
because um, there were a couple of jobs that were added for DLC. There was two um, that I have at least here in front of me, which is Devil Rocker and Matriarch. So Matriarch is kind of the, um, you know, as we were discussing, um, you know, what they are. Devil Rocker, though, makes the dudes look like they're members of KISS. Okay, had I known that that was a job, I probably would have spent money on DLC. <laughs> I, have, I have all the DLC. You know how much I love the KISS aesthetic, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, it, it, that, that's what they look like. Is They, they look like they're members of KISS. Pay, pay, you know, makeup and all. It's, it's pretty over the top. Now, now I have a reason to go back and play this at some point. Yeah. Oh. Um, but actually, I found with the um, going to the ladies, the hostess job actually gave me one of my best AOEs. Hostess is really powerful. Um, I think I got a lot of use out of, I think, Idol, because it's just like the only one that really functions as like a party healer. Yeah, she's the one that has the good, a or they have the ones that has the good AOE heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, nothing is funnier than watching some of these people pull off these skills. You know, and and you gotta remember all the characters. I I don't know how old the female characters are, but all the dudes are like in their forties, if not older. I think the and, youngest character to join the party is like thirty. Yeah, so I mean they're not, and so they're, like especially with the idol with the girls. You know, you have these adult women pulling off Japanese pop idol moves in combat, and it's just hilarious. It's a. Uh... It's 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 a good uh, it's mechanically a surprisingly rich system. It's very much patterned after Dragon Quest, as many things in the game are. Uh, um, with a little bit of Mario RPG thrown in, because the special oh, yeah. moves have uh, button presses that you have to pay attention to, mm -hmm. and some of those like um, some of the sword moves from uh, Zal, I I couldn't hit those buttons if you paid me a billion dollars. Oh yeah, no, some <laughs> of Zal's are tough. <laughs> some of them aren't bad, but some of them are very, very tough. I, I preferred the ones where you had to mash the button because you didn't have to really mash that hard and you could still get it at max. But the ones with timing, I could never get right. But I'm, I'm happy that I, I like it when stuff gives when a game gives you a reason to pay attention to battle. No, it was fun. And it, and you and it, you could even have those uh, turned on during uh, even when because uh, the, the game has auto battle you could still have the button presses on even in the auto battle too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was that aspect of the game. Um, the the story takes a lot of twists and turns. Um, it, it would take us all night to go through it blow by blow. Yeah, there deserves to be experienced. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I appreciated the chapter system very much, though, because it kind of, well, one, it, it was stopping point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like okay, done with the chapter. I've been watching cutscenes for the past hour. I think I need to go to bed. <laughs> the cutscenes were my cue to go to bed. <laughs> Sadly, that that's what that's what got me out of the game a little bit too much. Where I was gotta play it. You playing. owe me this. <laughs> I do. I still gotta play this game all the way through. What chapter I'm, did you leave off on? You know, I just got the um, first female member, party uh, member. Uh, oh, so that's, that's really early. So yeah. it was a dozen, maybe 15 hours into it. One yeah, of the last things I remember doing was the, the uh, yeah, I got the, uh, I started the Pokemon side quest. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sujibon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Every, there's, there's, oh, now I'm trying to remember, because like this game has like just every uh, type of enemy has one, a ridiculous name, but two, like a dis a joking description as a Sujiman. 
and, I'm, only, and bear, I'm only missing two. And bear in mind, the reason why they're so over the top is because Ichiban is imagining them as such. Because, yes, he is convinced that he's in a Dragon Quest game. Uh, very early in the game, he, he finds this baseball bat and pull, pulls it out of the rock like Excalibur. And he's like, this is my legendary weapon. And then later on, you can upgrade it to be a legendary weapon. <laughs> yeah, that weapon, that weapon when fully upgraded is his best weapon, and it looks and acts ridiculous if you actually manage to fully upgrade it to its, I, like, legendary I still, haven't, I still haven't fully upgraded it, but I've gotten very far in its upgrades where it's dealing, like, extra lightning damage when I hit things. Yeah, it does, yeah I, I fully upgraded it to level 10 in its most legendary form, and it's a ridiculous weapon. <laughs> And in order to fully upgrade it, you have to fuse in a different baseball bat? Yep. I, I, I <laughs> passed that. Quite a choice. Uh, so, um, interesting fact, this game also has an optional party member that's tied to a minigame. Um, one I could, a minigame I could argue is the best minigame. Uh, the best we'll way to make money. We'll get into, get into that in the roundtable. So, the, the stock market... <laughs> <laughs> they they, they kind of went crazy with that one in this game. So they, they I had the property they had property management back in Yakuza Zero, but this one kind of took it to a different level. This is there's a lot more like management to this rather than just having the money to buy things up. Mm. Yeah. So as a big fan of games like The Sims and SimCity and uh, Theme Park and all of that, I got so sucked into the. Uh, the, the stock market uh, which has its own great ongoing storyline entirely separate from the game's narrative mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome because then you get into the shareholder battles uh, and it plays just like a turn-based RPG but it, instead of swords you're yelling at shareholders uh, how hilarious Sometimes you have to make omelette cluck at someone <laughs> <laughs> that'll shut them up <laughs> I say I ended up using the old old lady a whole lot, and, and her saying "respect your elders" was what uh, cracked me up the most. So I bought the management set, which um, I have all the DLC. Um, so I, I think I got it like on a, a good. There was a I heard Josh talking about the game, and I think I caught it just after there was this huge sale. So I was able to pick it all up fairly quickly uh, last last year, and. Um, yeah, one of, in the management set you have like Kiryu and Majima, <laughs> and they're like super overpowered for the management. They're considered like the SSRs because oh yeah. yeah, because it has like it, it treats them like they're gotcha rated poles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each each person has a rarity and is is better at different things and i swear to god i could never get anybody that had uh maximum whatever the bottom stat was on each of the cards mm-hmm. i i could i could never remember it. it's like i could only find omelet had that stat and i felt like omelet was the only one in the entire game that could get you max that stat when you were assigning it to the various buildings <laughs> and and omelet was like not a very good character it was like a bronze level character same with the uh, old lady that owned the um what is it the rice cracker yeah yeah the yeah. candy shop yeah yeah the right the rice cracker candy shop and, and um you know you can pretty Did much fire it. 
Yeah, Ichiban confected, and you can pretty much fire anybody but those two. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I don't think she would have, uh, gosh, what's her name? I don't think Sasuke, or, no, I'm sorry, not Sasuke, Eri would have appreciated you firing her mother. Is <laughs> yeah, it, is it a, little, a little cutthroat, especially for Ichiban. Yeah, but, but luckily they had pretty decent stats, and since you couldn't sell Ichiban confections anyway, you pretty much just would stick them there, and you could keep that one maxed out at all times while you were messing with the other ones. But my god, I think I had, like, several tower buildings by the time I got done. Oh yeah, I mean, you can buy the carnival that's in the background uh, from the bay. Mm. Yeah, I, bu- I bought the carnival, I think I bought the baseball stadium at one point. Um, I, I should have looked at my save file earlier and confirmed, what, or screenshot what I still had. But um, going back to the stockholder meetings, I, I love that the ultimate in the stockholder meetings is uh, ba- basically doing a huge apology by bowing down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know what it's about. I, oh. I, I just love the fact that, uh, and let's not forget, there's also summons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you, you get a lot of the summons via side quests. Um, I don't think I got every single one of them, but I got a good chunk of them. I've, uh, I've got all the side quest ones, but I think I'm missing one because I don't have the achievements. But um, for those for those listening, I've got my uh, Steam in the background, so I can at least look up some of the information. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I love that Poundmates kind of starts off as a as a hookup, and then it's like, no, we're Poundmates. We'll pound anybody for you. <laughs> and that that still doesn't joke. sound right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so uh, listen, Gary Buster Holmes needs work. <laughs> So, so you can get a bunch of them via side quests, and they stick around depending on what time of day it is. So some of them only come out at night. Some of them only come out during the day. Um, some of them, all the time. I think, some of them were only against human enemies. I want to say yes. Uh, we'll, uh-huh. we'll get into. Oh, but, but the little cutscene that you get for summoning them is so delightfully over the top. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Where like, he just goes like absolutely ape crap on his phone to the, dial them up, and then they've got the huge summon as they come in. Time to call a friend. And then it's, it's Final Fantasy done down from the sky. The uh, soup kitchen lady, she's sharpening her knives, and you think that she's gonna cut somebody, and then no, she just makes soup, and it becomes a buff for the whole party and a heal a- and a heal. And it's amazing. And then uh, the the one that you get from the masochist side quest later is equally funny and equally disturbing because, well, I, I can't even, I think I only used it once, but it gives you a pretty nice attack buff. And just all of them are so over the top. Of course, of course oh, I'll save that one. I need to save that one for the round table. Yeah. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many different things in this game. I mean, just, just to do a quick rundown of some of the stuff they have, they have golf. They have baseball. They have restaurants. They have host clubs. They have a movie theater where you don't want to fall asleep. I mean, there's so many. They have Mar. They have base Mario Kart, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things to do and see and just enjoy. That it's like you know, yeah. The and and it was a good break too, because the the main story of this game is deep. I mean, it is like the characters sound. Uh, we're describing the characters; they're goofy as all hell. 
but the but the actual main story is deep. It's dark. It has a lot of undertones. It has a lot of ins and outs between plots and the plot between different characters. I mean, there's a lot of interconnectivity and everything. And then you have all these different side quests that are just completely and off the wall where you know, you're go-karting against people or you're dealing with a rival Yakuza that has a baby fetish. I mean, it's just all over the place. <laughs> Listen, he eventually becomes a pound mate. Yeah, he, he becomes a pound mate too. And I mean, it's just, there's so many different activities and so many things. There's karaoke. Just Every party member has their own karaoke song. I only did enough Mario Kart to get the Sonic Adventure theme song. I did a lot of it. Um, trying to max out the relationships of all the girls. Ah. Oh, yeah, I, I guess there's dating, too, isn't there? Not not really. There's a sub-story you unlock only if you've uh, maxed out the affection of all the, uh, all the women, but that's uh, the most that it does. Yeah, it's, uh. it, is, it is considered... Uh, each one of them, though, is considered its own side quest. And then that is the final side quest in the game. I see. Yeah, I, I did all of the go-karting because I had to see the end because it's the proud continuation of the legacy of Pocket Circuit Fighter from Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when I booted up this game, I had to tell myself, I need, I'm need. i not going to try to do everything, but I still want to enjoy the game. And I, I still got sucked into side quests, like the, the can racing or the, the stocks. Or, gosh, oh, I got obsessed with um, UFO catchers for some reason. <laughs> I, I did not get into the, I did not go that level of minigame. I, I think I spent an entire evening trying to get all the stuffed animals out of all the UFO catchers, not only because I wanted to see if I could do it, but because it, le it led to the, uh, the hero side quest, um, Gosh, I'm blanking on the name of that right now. The, the one where you have to have to save random part dudes from part-time hero. Part, the part-time hero. Yeah. There's a part of me that's still shocked they didn't call it rent the hero like the old Sega game. Yeah, they could have called it that. Now that I think about it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, there's just so many different things to do in the game, and I mean, we we would be here all night just talking if we tried to go in depth into some of the more nuanced things, like like the can collecting. Uh, the the battle arena. Oh yeah, I spent a lot of time in the battle time. arena. Good way to make money there too. Yeah, yep. it is a good way time. to level up jobs. Also a good way of getting kind of uh, need to do materials. Some, yeah, you kind of need to do some leveling up before the boss battles that come after the battle arena. Oh yeah, yeah the boss battles. Although so, eventually the the best uh, the best way to level up after you've been through the arena once is to go searching out the invested vagabonds in the like. Uh, recurrent sewer dungeons which are the game's equivalent of metal slimes down to both how they work and uh the amount of exp they give hey, i never ran it i never ran into the, any of those or if i did um i it, they probably ran away before i made the connection that they were metal slimes they run away very fast they only take one damage from every hit so the only way to really kill them is to pull out like attacks that hit a number of times all at once. I, I, I found the best way is using uh, Zhuge Han. Uh, uh like, gun attack. Yeah, where he's just, like, blasting away at them. That's... that's... Yeah, I started blasting them. <laughs> <laughs> so. so... So, talking about the boss battles, I appreciated the fact... I mean, I played this on easy, and some of the boss battles were pretty challenging. Um, I, I wonder if you guys... Dealt with the difficulty spike that I did when Majima shows up and he's yes. a boss battle. 
Yes. Oh my yeah, god. That, I, I was well prepared enough that that did not become a spike, but I could see like it, it, I definitely knew people who got like stonewalled by that fight for a while. Yeah. 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 In fairness, I, I knew people who were reviewing the game, and they all complained about that difficulty spike. So I, I knew to prepare before that was coming. And, <laughs> but, I, listened, I, was... and I listened to Josh, uh, Josh, um, on the RPG ca- um, RPG cast stated. So I was prepared for it because I. Because he mentioned, oh yeah, when you get to the battle arena, you think it's a side thing, but no, it's not a side thing. Do you want to do well, it? I'm he, like, okay. Well, well, they almost always have the battle arena, and usually you can just kind of ignore it, but no, nah, not this time. You you really got to kind of do the, the exp curve is the exp curve and level curve is designed for you to have gone through that at least once before you move on from it. Because uh, otherwise, Majima and Sajima will just mess you up. <laughs> I was I was not prepared. I don't. I couldn't even tell you for the life of me how I got through that fight. I know I looked up a guide, and <laughs> I, I think I just chipped away at Majima's health and dealt with the other guy. Um, but but even then, the other guy hits like a truck and has like a one hit kill. And ba- bear in mind, if Kiryu dies, that's it. You're starting to Ichiban. make the. You mean Ichiban? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Oh, Poor you, yeah. You're starting to fight over, and mm-hmm. there was a couple of times that he would just come out and get one-shotted by the big dude in that fight. So Ijima is had a rivalry with a bear at one point, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt, I don't know if you want to cover your ears about the other ma- massive bo- boss battle that's kind of a difficulty spike. Listen, I got a Swiss cheese brain. You guys could say anything right here, and by the time I ever get around to playing this, I'll be like, what? Yeah. It's um, fine. Go ahead. Kiryu shows back up and is a boss battle because at that point in the game, uh, Ichiban's kind of defeated and wants to take revenge and isn't thinking straight. And Kiryu pretty much shows up to be- beat his ass back into shape. And... <laughs> You know, at this point, the uh, shirt, shirts come off as it as it will, as um, required. As required. <laughs> is it, uh, is it, isn't it like the one of the few fights in the game where the shirts actually come off? Yes, pretty rare in this mm-hmm. one. Um, it happens beforehand when Kiryu kind of shows up as a uh, kind of side character, and you know, if you if you've never played the game before, you you wouldn't recognize him. But if you know, you know, because I think at that point, Ichiban rips off his shirt and Kiryu kind of smirks. And I'm like, oh, my God, I caught that. Yes. Yeah, I think it happens like once more during the final boss fight. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that Kiryu fight was also a trip. Um, once That's again, he, he, he hits like a truck. But, but then th- there's a cheese you could do it. And it's something that I didn't notice until it was pointed out. He won't hit the girl characters. Of course yeah. not. <laughs> that is canon. <laughs> yep. So, so you pretty much uh, have the the boy characters just uh, guard the whole time. Ha- have um, one girl heal and the other one whip, whip Kiryu's ass, and he won't touch him. And that's how I pretty much cheese that fight. And that's a legitimate strategy. Pretty much every strategy guide I was reading was like, yeah, put both girls in the party. You will have a much easier time. And then afterwards, uh, Ichiban has a little bit of a dream sequence where he imagines Kiryu as a dragon and he's in armor. And that made me laugh like an idiot, especially. When he made the winning sound, well, he was still unconscious. I had to, re- I had to pull that up on YouTube just to make sure that I heard what he had mumbled. I couldn't, and I, 
it was obviously the Dragon Quest one because that was the joke, but in my head it sounded like the Final Fantasy one. <laughs> it, it, maybe it was. <laughs> only because, uh, I mean, Final Fantasy's winning theme is kind of, I would say, a little more famous than Dragon Quest. Maybe not by much, but it is probably the more well-known. I mean, worldwide, but in Japan, like, he's very specifically, he's very yeah. specifically a Dragon Quest fan. Oh, yes. But... No, not not denying that. He was definitely a Dragon Quest fan. <laughs> Poor bastard was put in prison basically just before Seven came out. I think. <laughs> I think there's at least but, uh, one part you know of the conversation where he talks about like wanting to catch up on the Dragon Quest games he's missed. That's a couple hundred hours right there. Yeah, yeah. he'll do that between seven and eight. There you go. But uh, and, and then talking about the ending. Uh, I don't want to get into the specifics of the ending because of the, all the twists and turns in the game. It it take us all night to explain. Uh, but, but I could base... probably spend uh, I could probably spend at least an hour talking about the social the actual historical social implications of babies left in coin lockers. So yeah, so tell me, <laughs> can, can you give me the brief rundown because I didn't know that was a thing. This this was a rash of like uh, like highly publicized uh, incidents that occurred in the seventies around when uh, Ichiban would have been born. Okay. So like the idea of two of them happening, which is part of the plot, like two of them are two specific incidents are mentioned is like it's it's the game being a little sensationalist but it is not out of the realm of possibility because this was a rash of things happening where like babies were abandoned by stuffing them in coin lockers and i not to get more but i i take it none of them made it uh i think it, i don't know because it's like it's very hard to find information about this in english other than okay. the fact that these incidents did occur and were like you know highly publicized at the time okay well Basically, TLDR, Ichiban, ended up, Ichiban as a baby ended up getting uh, put in a coin locker. Coin locker. Um, same with another ca- uh, another character, his kind of brother, um, Aoki. 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 So uh, it, it turned out that Ichiban was really the son of George Takei's character. And it, it, it really broke Ichiban's heart, more or less, that he did, he found this out after, um, spo- spoiler alert, uh, George Takei character. George Takei's character passes away, and, and I mean, I, I <laughs> that whole ending sequence, I, I bawled like an idiot because Ichiban basically just pours his heart out, and that voice actor deserves whatever game equivalent Oscar for pu- pulling that off because it was just. It was so heart like like a like a heartwarming Oscar worthy speech, and it put me in tears. And I, I after I finished the game, I went to the Discord and was like, "Sam, damn you for making me cry <laughs> again." Uh, for for the record, just so we're crediting him properly, uh, the English dub voice actor for Ichiban was Kaiji Tang. Okay, yeah, I, I looked it up because he had showed up in several games that I had played uh, previously. Oh, shit ton of stuff <laughs> um what i knew him as the most is the uh, wolf character from rune factory 5 that i ended up marrying so it's like okay no wonder <laughs> no wonder he had such a sexy voice damn Noted husband. <laughs> and, and, well, but you know let, let's not i mean the whole voice cast is amazing i mean i'm i'm honestly kind of surprised that uh, um, Majima, I didn't actually catch this that Majima was Matt Mercer for all things. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I, I know Matt Mercer is kind of like in everything these days, but you know he does have some at least some variety to how he sounds on a lot of things. So, and Majima was like one of the most significant differences that I've heard him use. Yeah, well, I, I was reading that Majima got recast 
Um, Majima was one of the few original characters that got recast, as well as somebody who was originally voiced by Mark Hamill. That and was then it be- Oh <laughs> no! Wait, was it? Yeah, that was Majima, I think. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I know. Well, famous- I, 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 there's probably a very easy explanation for why that happened. Funny. Yeah, uh, Mark Hamill probably would have cost a pretty penny and i know sam famously doesn't like matt mercer as a voice actor i think he's fine he's he's one of my favorite voice actors and i hadn't i hadn't played uh any of the other yakuza so i thought he found it sounded fine as majima but i also don't have the majima baggage i just know that oh it's the it's the crazy guy i see from all the screenshots i do want to I, I, I mean, Mark, okay. Mark Hamill probably played Majima close to how he played the Joker. Yeah. Vaguely. Uh, I did, I did want to bring up uh, just as a bit of a uh, amusing bit of trivia. Uh, Kiryu's voice actor didn't change from the original Yakuza 1 dub. It's just that he's way better directed in this one, so he actually yeah. sounds... <laughs> yeah, that's and... another thing. They could have had same people, and just because of, you know, time and quality of the people they hired to assist they could have been better too and then it blew my mind that bill farmer aka goofy is uh makoto date like i never would have picked that up (laughs) um but overall, the voice cast in this was amazing. Um, one of one of my other favorite voice actors, Robbie Damon, played uh, Zhao, and I, I recognized him immediately uh, as soon as I heard him talking. And I just, I, I thought the voice cast was great all around. Um, I'm pr- I'm sure it sounded great in Japanese too. Yeah, it's 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 good no matter what language you listen to it in. Right. Um, they do some Oscar-worthy performances, that's for sure. So, uh. What else have we not talked about? Gosh, we, I feel like we've went over everything, but it's such a huge game. I know I'm forgetting stuff. <laughs> I, I, I think some, one, one of the things we touched upon a little bit and, and part of the thing that, you know, um, made the game resonate so much with me is that it, it is a rare game in that, like, all of the major protagonists are well into adulthood all of them are in their 30s and 40s <laughs> it's so strange to have a game that isn't you know some angsty teenager starring in it like it, it is it's adults dealing with adult problems and it's kind of like interesting and fascinating from that standpoint yeah, yeah like the it, oldest the oldest character in this is 59 years old and it's like not really brought up as he's the old man of the party it's just like yeah he's he's just a, he's a man who has been at his job for many years at the stage mm-hmm. <laughs> well I technically mean, the oldest man is um the character george Sakai plays I, I meant in the party okay yeah in the party though and and that was a dachi i believe yeah that's a dachi that i was bringing up yeah he's 59 years old <laughs> Oh, I love Adachi. He he was he, he play he'd be such a dirty bastard when he wanted to be, but his heart was also in the right place. Uh, <laughs> I I love Namba, and I can't believe I got through like a third of the game before it dawned on me that Namba is basically the wizard of the party because yep, of his 100%. attacks. Oh, the fire, the wind. Yeah, I was actually talking to my kids about that today because they were asking what I was going to podcast about tonight, and I was like, actually. Look at the PS4, the game that is right in front, that has sat in front of the PS4 for like two years there. <laughs> that one. What's it about, And they're probably like, Dad, didn't you not finish that one? <laughs> <laughs> they, they even said, they're like, we haven't seen you play it. I'm like, yeah, because I haven't played it in about a year and a half. And <laughs> it puts me to sleep at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And it's a but, little too adult to play around you guys. <laughs> now that you, you read sleep, fast put enough. Put you to sleep because you're tired, not because it's a bad Oh, game. yeah, that's... Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll be going for an hour, two hours, and then suddenly you hit that 30-minute cutscene, and it's 10.45 at night, and I'm playing in my recliner, and, you know, you just kind of wake up at midnight and things have happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know I what know happened in this game that. the past hour. I missed half that cutscene. But, but yeah, and I agree. I agree with you because you know I get comfy with a blanket and a cat in my lap, and it's like, oh god, I'm passing out. But I want to see what's going on. You know, exactly, I, exactly. I better just, I better just put this in sleep mode and sleep this off. That that's why that's there now for us yeah. old folk that can't quite make it through cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, no, I like if I could start this game before 9 p.m. at night. <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have stuck with it longer. I, I need to get streaming it to my Vita. I think this is something that easily would be able to, uh, you know, as a turn-based oh, RPG. Fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. That, yep. That's how I need to really get back into this, is do that. Yep. Um, I, I wish I could have played this portably just because I, I was so addicted to it that I didn't want to put it down. And granted, I have a Vita, but the internet in my house sucks, and I could have mm. just waited until I got my Steam Deck, but then I wouldn't have been able to finish it in time, so... I'll probably end up I'll probably end up replaying it whenever I get around to getting a Steam Deck. It'll be a good excuse. Um, and and yeah, Josh, to your point about having adult characters, I I, I love RPGs, but I gotta admit, in my old age, I get tired of the whiny teenager trope in in rpgs and yeah i appreciate that it was a lot more world weird weary characters oh i absolutely love that as i'm playing through persona 5 finally now and uh dating the doctor and the teacher and whatever and somebody said i had somebody say something to me and i'm like dude i'm an adult they're an adult like i i'm i can't always just keep playing like i'm a teenager Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's been 27 years Teacher is yeah. the best character in fucking Persona 5 because she's just like, yeah, I'm, I know I'm here to clean, but I just want to sit down and take a nap. <laughs> yep, 100%. 100%. <laughs> we, we have a... Cl- so, um... Hairfrog's been playing that on the channel, by the way, and we have a. Cl- I put a clip on our Discord of a scene where he's like, alert, alert, there's a woman on my bed! <laughs> I, rec- I recommend checking it out. <laughs> Anyways, but we're not here to talk that game yet. Yeah. No. no, no, no. Uh, so that's the opposite of an old world weary party. Yep. Very opposite. Although um, it does have some parallels. They're both technically criminals. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about this. Yakuza like shouted out and stole a persona elephant with drink links. Oh yeah, the oh. Uh, side stories. <laughs> Yeah, every party oh. member has their own like set of like side their own side story that is uh advanced by going to the bar and having drinks with them. So I I love those especially Donbas where one. I think it was Donbas where he accidentally drank what he thought was like a really old expensive bottle of whiskey and tried to trick the bartender into thinking that it was an accident and then the bartender was like no i just i just keep a a bottle of that uh and put the cheap swell in it to trick people (laughs) like that that is so funny and then yeah each character kind of had their own little side story with ichiban helping them out with a problem 
gives the party a better sense of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful. I, I loved every second of it. I, I loved going back to the bar and just saying, okay, who has, uh, who could I talk to? And if it's going to advance the stories. Um, I especially resonated with... Uh, Adachi having an old having an older son and him telling him or Adachi telling the son that he was a millionaire and it turning out oh, to yeah. be like like kind of a double scam because the kid was trying to scam him out of money but Adachi was trying to scam the kid by making him think he was a billionaire so yeah there's a lot uh, this, uh, everyone's using each other for different weird needs in that situation mm-hmm. <laughs> There, there's just a lot. There's really just so much into this game. It's, uh, it's extremely detailed. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the. It's, it's just extremely detailed, and it's got really strong writing. That's, that's what matters. Yep. So. I agree. Well, it, it's kind of crazy. We've gotten this far, and we haven't even really. I mean, we've talked about the combat, but we didn't talk about like the fact that this is. You know, like the the big deal with this game is that they swapped from being a brawler to going to turn based JRPG. Yeah, turn based yeah, party based. We kind of mentioned it with the jobs, but I don't think we came right out and said it. But we, yeah, right. we, yeah, we just sort of talked around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did this cause riots in Japan for all the diehard uh, Yakuza stands? <laughs> well, 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 do you remember, Kelly? The I, I think it, how many years was it before it came out? Like two or three years? They years. did it. Uh, it was two years. They did an April Fool's gag where they showed, you know, like turn-based Yakuza, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, that looks kind of awesome." And then, you know, this kind of eventually came out. That was them kind of like testing the waters, essentially, almost. They, yeah, they, yeah. They did debunk the idea that it had actually been changed in response to that April Fool's joke, but it is. It, they did mention that when people responded well to the April Fool's joke, their response was, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because when they tried to do that the opposite way around with uh, Dragon Quest going more actiony, people did not like that. <laughs> nope, Dragon Quest Nine did not uh, work out the way they initially figured it was going to. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Isn't, isn't Dragon Quest Twelve supposed to be more actiony though? They've been very uh, cagey about it. I think it's probably if it has anything, it'll just have like what this has, which is to say the occasional button prompt thing. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. The way they worded it, kind of like planted the seed like ooh, but yeah i don't i don't see them going full on it i think it's exactly what david said it'll have some little action thing like a button press and that'll be the big change yeah or it might do the it might do the thing where it's like oh you can sneak up on an enemy and hit them with your weapon to start at an advantage something like that yep yeah (laughs) i mean is isn't there this kind of misconception that Westerners don't like turn-based RPGs, and that's why a lot of the series like Final Fantasy have gone more actiony. I think it's not like to some extent it's assumed that Westerners, but I think it's just generally assumed that casual audiences everywhere are less interested in turn-based games. Mm -hmm. I get that perception, like mm -hmm. from everybody, (laughs) yeah, kids and adults, and yeah, it's just it's just like if if they want to, because you know you can definitely make turn-based games sell. Like Dragon Quest continues to sell. This sells like. Thing, things sell, but there is like this point where it's like to get the very broad casual audience, there is to some extent a need to at least keep them feeling like they're in, in more like action packed and in control. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of like a little bit of both. I, I, to be honest, my favorite system is like a tail system where you still get into the random fights, but then you're having with a more actiony combat. And tr- truth be told, if Yakuza wanted to take the tails route, I wouldn't be that opposed to it. But that being said, uh, 
I've only played two games in the series, and so I didn't have that much of a problem switching to turn-based combat. I thought that it was a nice touch. Yeah, and they've they've basically said that they're ongoing. Like the number of games are going to continue to be turn-based. Like they they've said, like Like a Dragon Eight is a turn-based game, where the Kiryu starring spinoff that they also announced is a uh, is an is a brawler style game like six mm-hmm. and the end judgment has been the same way like brawler style. yeah yeah but the the numbered mainline games are currently for the foreseeable future they are turn-based i i will say though the one thing that i did miss about the action combat was uh, smacking people with bicycles <laughs> you, you, you can could still, still make do that, that. Was, there was still happening yeah i, I did that and I, I i think i hit someone with a it's very hard to do the problem is that it's very hard to do intentionally because like mm-hmm. it's yes. reliant on you like ichiban has to run past something and realize that it's something he can hit something with and yeah. it's very hard to position yourself granularly enough to do that on purpose mm-hmm. yeah. my uh, my personal favorite is I, I always had very good luck with the orange cones. Yeah, I did too. Those have nice big hit boxes. Yeah, and and they also apparently hurt really bad. Anything you can pick up, if you successfully pick it up, there's like seemingly some sort of damage calculation going on to guarantee that it would be better than just attacking normally. Which but, which is good because it isn't something entirely in your control. <laughs> and my uh, other favorite thing is characters having uh, follow up attacks with uh, their buddies too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I imagine that the uh, uh, part or the bar relationships kind of plays into that. Mm-hmm. Well, how persona esque of them. Yes. This was stealing from what turn based RPGs sell: uh, Persona and Dragon Quest. Okay, we're stealing from a bunch of shit from both of them. And so do you think the menu design for the battles took uh, inspiration from Persona? Persona 5. Yeah. Extremely. (laughs) Yeah. Which is good because it's a very elegant menu system. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yep. And and don't forget Pokemon because of the Sujumon. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Pokemon's popular. Pokemon still works. So we bring in a bit of Pokemon there, too. I I, th- I thought the Pokemon was more of a reference than actual like straight stealing from. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's it was, it's, but it they, is still them drawing on all of the successful turn-based RPGs that still exist in Japan. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the fact that some of the quests were like direct calls to Pokemon, and that the first the first guys that you fight when you start that side quest are, are dressed in uh, red, blue, and green clothes, respectively. Uh-huh. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. It certainly was not an accident. <laughs> and it, the, the more it referenced, the more it just cracked me up. Um, gosh. And, and uh, I'll admit it, you guys turned me into a fan. Um, <laughs> particularly Josh. He was the one that I would talk with every week that is like, man, this game is amazing, and you would love it, Cal. And I'm like, yep. Uh. It really does help that, like, it, the the game that they were choosing to use to sort of, like, soft relaunch the brand was also just one of the strongest ones in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the writing, the gameplay, everything in this was just top-notch, top and I, I cannot wait to see what 8's going to be like. Mm. <sighs> Soon. 2024. <laughs> It, it did really well for them, so we're getting all this stuff now. Yeah, we no, we no longer... It is, it is weird, as someone who was uh, playing Yakuza Dead Souls in 2010 and wondering if we would ever see another one of these again to now be the point where it's like, I no longer have to be afraid when a new one gets announced, whether we'll ever see it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> They're now doing press events for Western press, so you know it's it's now we, time to start remaking games that we didn't get in order to make sure we can get them. Here's like a dragon, uh, Ishin. I mean, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll never I'll never forget when the three was about to come out for the PS3, and people were raging at some of the content that they were having to cut just to even get it out. Cut kanji trivia. You will regret this. <laughs> and and I'm like, guys, it's this or nothing. And it, it just seemed pretty dire when that one came out. And then we got four and then five. And then all of a sudden it just kind of started upticking again. And now the series is cr- crazy popular again. I, I think just some of it is because of how well written seven, the seventh game has been. I mean, it was so well written. I mean, that's one of the bragging rights they actually have on their Steam page is all the different uh, publications that gave it really high scores the high scores best narrative sort of things um not not just well written but a lot of stuff to do for your time or for your money you know if you want to if you want to make a meal out of this game you you can easily sink 100 hours into it oh i mean easy i mean my god i paid 15 bucks for it from an amazon warehouse deal and it's like i I could play this game for years it's so just jam-packed with everything i've probably sunk a good 150 hours my playtime on steam is 412 but that's because i tended to not turn the game off when i slept (laughs) and the 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 other thing is we've talked about like there's like a bazillion different little side activities and sub events but the the thing that's also worth noting is that none of them are shit (laughs) no (laughs) it's just important like when you I, hear I, about like game having a million like subsystems and sections, it's like okay, but are they good? And the answer is actually yes, all of them. Even the kart racing is good. Yeah, the the the, the little like certificate college thing they have is kind of fun. And oh yeah, the mm-hmm. that also has the funniest fucking opening, especially if you're playing in Japanese, because there is a guy who is speaking unsettlingly enthusiastic English to a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> and the tourist is like, thanks. I I, I, I actually like the fact that the only reason he's so enthusiastic is because he's crushing on the receptionist. And you can actually end up dating the receptionist, date the receptionist and he has no clue. <laughs> but yeah, just him, like, you. the first time you meet him, go north and then east. Go, 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 go. And the tourist is just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think they, I think I will say I think the only side quest I did not enjoy it was still funny to do but I did not enjoy was the one where you had to count the like cars and people. <laughs> oh the people counter <laughs> oh yeah it was amusing but I, I did not enjoy that one because if I you had, had to hard do time. it more than once I would be irritated at it but you don't so <laughs> I more got would get confused because stuff would like dart in and out of frame and yeah that was my issue. <laughs> And then the, the, the stuff that they were trolling, like, wait, that's a robot. Gosh, th- thanks, guys. That doesn't count as a person. <laughs> or does it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, I did not enjoy, I did not enjoy that quest, but it, the ending of that was funny. <laughs> and it's also, it's just one quest. It's not a long series of mini games with that. No, it's, oh. it's like, three. it's like, you, ha- you just have to count like three or four times. It's a pretty quick one. Some of them are kind of long, though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the go karting. Go karting also has like two dudes from Golden Axe in it for some reason. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, 
uh, that being said, I, I appreciate all the Sega stuff that they put into these games. Like, obviously the arcades, but I got really into the Sega trivia and the, uh, the what was it? We were just literally just talking about it. Education course place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the first one I or the first couple ones I really tried to do it on my own without having to look stuff up. But then the harder ones got pretty obscure, and plus I was trying to get uh, an upgrade so that I could do something, and I can't remember what it was now. I, I needed. I needed to get to the last quiz so that I could um, uh, upgrade a personality trait to do another side quest. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah and that was another thing they took from Persona was the personality traits for Ichiban. Yeah, because you had to have confidence to do certain things. And... Confidence, kindness, a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, some, I leveled some jobs up. actually require those. Yeah, I mean, I I leveled up a a bunch of them really easy. Like it was really easy to be kind, and it was really easy to, I want to say, be courageous. But then some of them, the only way you could level them was through that. Yeah, some of them there's just not a lot of opportunities to level up unless you go out of your way to find them. Mm-hmm. So it's really a problem, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, are, are we ready to move on to the round table? I think we've covered just about everything. Yeah, we probably should because I only have so much time. <laughs> right. God, we could go for another hour for the round table, but, um, Let's go ahead and take a quick musical break, and then we come back. We will get into our our favorite things from this game, uh, our, our personal feelings, that kind of thing. So Not stick around. Whole thing. Yeah, we will be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, talking about Yakuza Like a Dragon. Now we're going to get into our personal feelings, the the RPG Roundtable, um, talking about our favorite things from the game and where we were at in our life when we were playing it. Granted, it was 2022, so we, or, I'm sorry, 2020, so we were all probably cooped up. Oh, that being said, um, we touched on this a little bit. Uh, what what mini game did you guys spend way too much time in? But and just pick one because <laughs> we could talk about the mini games all day. No one else is going to say it, so go karting. <laughs> I, I did I, all of them. I, I I did all the golf karting. I I got max rank on all of them, including the reverse courses. Yeah, I, I did a way 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 too much go karting. It was fun. I actually was playing it so much, my hands were hurting from go-karting because of the controller. <laughs> it's a lot it's of go-karting. It was a lot of go-karting. Uh, for me, it, for me, I said this before, but for me, it was stonks. I, yeah, I love managing. I, I spent I a lot love, of time in stonks, too, but that was because of money. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love management shit, and anything that has a management thing, I'll sit there for hours and try to optimize it. And try, try to optimize it myself, by the way, without looking stuff up. Um, it's such an addictive little game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and seeing that little 8-bit Ichiban go across the... Uh, go across, the, what, what would you call it, the road? Or whatever it is, and seeing all the monies kind of pop up, that's just, 
just dopamine right there. And then when you've got uh, advertisement going and it's twice as much. Also the <laughs> and the little symbols change. Yep. Oh, and the, the ads were awesome too. I love the uh, oh, ads. Oh gosh, the yeah. Ads never mentioned the ads. The ads were just so amazing. <laughs> Um, so, well, so, yeah, so, you so, got a new one after you got to like every like certain like uh, milestones in the game, right? Business tier, it, the ad changes. Yep. Um, seriously, guys, go look those up on YouTube. They are they are worth the watching, just for that stuff alone. And, and also, they had the it had the best mascot, Albert the chicken. <laughs> so adorable. Uh, not as good as Nugget, but we'll we'll take omelet. <laughs> So, Omelette was also uh, a pound bait. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite pound mate is still the lobster. <laughs> we'll get to the pound mates. Um, so what about your favorite side quests? I, I love oh, de- that one. Yeah, yeah. Mine, de- definitely finding that Roomba that was the size of a truck. If you had helped that uh, professor <laughs> kind of come up and build that thing. That was a hard boss fight, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, we actually have a clip for our on our YouTube of um like an advertising clip for our twitch channel where we have paul's going no more hot coffee because <laughs> um. she because she actually streamed it for us so yeah um my per- i actually really like the storyline that was with the dragon with the dragon cart which is the go-karts the dragon i, th- I thought the storyline for that was pretty neat how you had like these different like people just it, it you're fighting off against and like they they're all friends because of racing yeah that is pretty cool um i didn't get to see too much of that one though just because i i knew that i would get addicted to carts so i kind of tried to avoid it um maybe if i do another playthrough i'll go back to it um that being said so josh got me into yakuza 6 because there was a cat cafe so imagine my surprise when I go to the part-time hero building just on a whim because I didn't feel like uh, going all the way down to the convenience store to turn in a quest. And the building is filled with cats and my jaw drops. I'm like, oh, kitties. And then they all scatter and you've got to go find them all. And then because of that, I'll, I'll say, you know where I'm going with this, but I'll say who my best pal mate is when I get to that question. But getting to go around the t- the town finding kitties and having my volume up so that I could find the kitties. Here, <laughs> uh, hearing the meowing, and it was significantly less annoying than how it was in Yakuza uh, 6 where you had to feed them. <laughs> Just, oh, loved it. Loved it so much. All the kitties. So cute. Um, easily my favorite side quest. So I had a couple that I enjoyed. I like I said, I only played about 12, 15 hours, but the uh, some of the early ones, the uh, baby don't cry is, of course, hilarious. Oh, um, <clears throat> you get suckered into looking for baby formula and you're like, what the fuck was the Yakuza need baby formula for? And it's because they're all rolling around in diapers and uh, baby fetishing and just, you know, as as one does. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's a reference to. I mean, I believe that's a reference to the straight out of Yakuza, Yakuza too. It's straight up. It's say, the it's... same Yakuza. It's the same Yakuza. Mm-hmm. He's still doing this. Same guy. Yep. It's just that he's learned from Yakuza too not to force other people to deal with it. <laughs> you get invited. You get invited to participate, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can gain courage by drinking some of the milk. Uh. <laughs> yeah that quest helped it's me a learn lot of things. vitamins i'm sure that, that quest helped me learn things about myself like how i'm pedophobic 
Um, I did love the uh, naming conventions of a lot of these, including the, uh, the again, early game one, a golden opportunity oh. with the people that were uh, oh, <laughs> the person yeah. peeing in the river. Yeah, I don't know I why got... they care, because that river was nasty. <laughs> I, I, I would think any river flowing like through the center of a uh, metropolitan area like that would not be pristine. Yeah, no. that river looked pretty awful. But I don't so, know why so, they cared that someone was peeing with in it. So, so as guys, did you pick it right away? Because I failed that. Yes. Okay. Or I did. I don't know about I think the I did. Yeah, I don't so, think I messed that one up. I remember I, that battle. I could not pick up on it immediately. I had to look it up. I played this game in like a haze of just like doing <laughs> everything in it in like a week and a half. So <laughs> a lot of it, like I loved every second, but a lot of it bleeds together because it's like, oh man, <laughs> it's just all happened all at once. And, and, and when you've played like 10 of these games, some of them kind of like mesh together. <laughs> yeah. Which again, not a, not a, not an indictment. It's just, man, no. I remember like there's so much just ambient Yahoo's like going on in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> So, so did we get our? Uh, we, we we all got our favorite side quests in. What about our favorite character? Ichiban. Yep, Ichiban. It's hard Ichiban. not to love Ichiban. Yeah. You know, I I I actually like the uh, Psycho. Mm-hmm. Good choice. I I tend to prefer the female characters, but I really liked her because she wasn't like you know most RPGs. You know, the, the female characters are fall into certain categories. Where she was just she took she took no uh, crap from anybody, even the guys. Yep, yep. I love a character like that. Sorry, Josh. What were you saying? No. Nothing. Oh, I, oh, I I thought you were cutting out there for a second. My bad. Um. So we all agree, Ichiban is best himbo. He, he is Ichiban. He is number one. Yes. So. I will say, as far as favorite party members, that's easily Donba. Um, not only because he's the hobo wizard, but because he reminds me of a Japanese Dale Gribble. Just paranoid. Uh, knows how to do a little bit of everything. Um, just a really cool character. Got some but, survivalist in him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, just re- all of his antics just really cracked me up, especially when he got really buddy buddy with Ichiban, and it is like, you, do you want me to kill him? Like, no, but I appreciate the effort, that kind of stuff. Um, we, we all agree on our favorite character. What about the best pound mate? Is this all? Are we are going to agree on Nancy, or or we have different difference of opinion? I, I don't think you need to guess mine. Well, yeah, yeah. No yours. It is the kitty cat that turned into a tiger that I was told is a reference to lots of Yakuza games. Because I guess Yakuza, he fighted... Yakuza, two, Yakuza 2 has you fight two tigers, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you fight two t- a tiger here, too. Two of them. Oh, yeah, two of them. The one in the circus and the one in the restaurant. Now, uh, three, then. Because there's also one in the battle arena. Oh, okay. I forgot about the one in the restaurant. And it's all a big joke about the mythological dragon and tiger rivalry. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. Yeah, uh, that's what they're getting at. I would not have caught on to that, admittedly. But um, oh, I mean, all all the pound mates are just so so good and just so over the top. Um, Na- Nancy was one of my personal favorites because it's like, oh, it's a cra- it's a crayfish. Oh my god, there's now millions of crayfish. <laughs> it just rains. You call it on a cell phone and it rains down from the sky. <laughs> 
It's so ridiculous. Everything in this game is just so can be so ridiculous and over the top, except for the story. The story almost story never goes almost like entirely straight faced. It's <laughs> almost entirely straight faced the entire time that it's going on for the main story. Everything else can go six ways to Sunday. With how they, they, they understood the need to have a pressure release valve on a very self serious main story, so everything else is like crazy town. <laughs> So many animal characters as pound baits because you've got the chicken, the cat, the crayfish, and I feel like there was a the, oh uh, the, was it the monkey on a bulldozer that was also a pound mate? I know you fought the monkey on in a well it, it was a backhoe uh, no not a backhoe not a bulldozer um, it's a crane power shovel yeah it was a power shovel but also a shout out to uh, longtime Yakuza character Gary Buster Holmes as a pound mate. <laughs> That man dates back to Yakuza 1. <laughs> uh, we all said our favorite pound mate. Um, that, that's the final question I always ask. Do you guys have memories about playing the game? Um, what you were doing in your life? That kind of stuff? Uh, as you mentioned, it was you know pretty peak pandemic at the time. So it was nice to play a game where I was just running around a nice, happy city. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not a not a, per, not a perfect place, but you know, it's like, oh, I can I can walk around the city. I like doing that. I miss that. So Yokohama was like a nice home away from home. <laughs> exactly. It came out in November, so it was like right before Thanksgiving. I think that's when I was playing a lot of it. So yeah, it was a good distraction from everything going on then. A distraction I, we all needed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I agree with Josh. I mean, I'm I was like front line and and work was just so nuts. So. Like coming home and playing this with all its silliness, even even the story as serious as it was, it was it was such a good way to distance myself from the pandemic because I was dealing with that forty plus hours a week at work because mm-hmm. I work yeah. in healthcare. Now, I I, th- I think I'm the only one among us that played it recently, as in like a couple of months ago. Because I knew that the backtrack was coming up, and I knew that um, I was gonna. I knew that at some point I wanted to play it. So uh, having the backtrack come come up kind of k- kicked me in the pants, as it were. Glad you got the but, chance to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, truth be told, I know it's recent, but I don't really remember exactly what I was doing, other than it was a month ago. I will. <laughs> I do remember, however, getting incredibly incredibly mad that I bought it. And then it ended up on PS Plus a month later. Oh well. <laughs> well. And I feel like that happens to me with a lot of Yakuza's. Uh, they show yeah, up but, on those services a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but just just note that since you bought it, you don't have to worry about if you ever stop paying for PS Plus not being able to play it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's not like I broke the bank. It was fifteen bucks on an Amazon deal, and it, it was still the Steelbook uh, Daiichi edition. So. I, I was still appreciative. Yeah, I was still appreciative. Yeah, a lot of them fact. sitting around. Yep. So. Geez, I thought I got a good look. I played it in uh, what is it like January or February of 2021. So it had been out for maybe three, four months, and I heard David talking about it on Q and A Quest all the time. I was rambling um, a lot. I was literally playing it while we were recording. <laughs> yep. I remember you like reading the list down the uh, the Sujiman uh, decks. I think at one strong. point just <laughs> just just kept going straight through and reading them all the descriptions and everything, but um, you know I have my full of horrible dad punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I do remember that. That you know that and you know a lot of my Dragon Quest friends all played it and uh, we had um, I, I've got the Slime Time 
podcast that I run and we have side quest episodes where we talk about just anything, you know, Dragon Quest or non-Dragon Quest related. And we usually do like, yeah, what was the favorite game you played one year? And I think 30 minutes was just one of my friends, Brewery, and talking about this game. And, oh, gosh, I hear him talking. I hear everybody talking. David's talking. Every week I'm listening to 20 minutes of David talking about this. Um, and it, it went on sale plenty of times, even, you know, two, three months out. I know I got like in January or February, I got the probably $30 at the time, easily the physical Ichiban, day Ichiban version. And uh, I, I remember one of the, I do a lot of Perler Beat art and I remember oh, yeah. the load uh, screen. You about this. Yes. So the load screen has 8-bit versions of all the characters, maybe 16-bit, mm -hmm. but they're like just kind of doing a little walking animation, like a little, uh, 2d sprite there for all of them that's the load screen on the ps4 and gosh and darn as you it, unlock they, as you unlock the characters the you know each that's right. one gets added it, yeah yeah so you start with like one two three um the problem with that is the location of where it is when you take a screenshot on the ps4 it's right where they put the damn <laughs> you know copyright the... thing it's right over them so i i remember going on reddit i went into the yakuza deep into the yakuza reddit um Anywhere I could find to try to get those images. I was like, anybody got a clear image of this? And I think somebody on PC finally had a screenshot and got oh, it to perfect. me. So, and that some very nice colors of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I made three of them. I did make a Ichiban early on when I couldn't get those. Um, I found a, gosh, I think pretty much think it was a Final Fantasy one that somebody had kind of put the, uh, maybe the, nin the ninja one and put a little baseball bat in his hand or something. <laughs> so I've got a couple of Ichibans, and then I think I just have the party of four that I got up to at the time um, when the first female character joins. Adachi Nampa and Psycho. Yeah, but I, I have them. If I ever keep going in the game, I'm going to keep making them. I still I, I even looked today and I've switched computers a couple times since then and just double checked on the Google Drive. I'm like, yeah, they okay. Still have the image. Got it. Well, <laughs> I set up on the cloud. I mean, if if you needed it, you could ask me because I have the PC version. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I'm pretty sure that's where I got this from. But yeah, oh, there's the hair in all its glory. Oh, the bane of every perler -er, trying to find decent images of the sprites. Exactly. <laughs> I should probably like. I, I should probably take this. I wonder if I could, uh, it's a little too blurry to put on like Sprite. What is it? The Spriter's resource website. Mm -hmm. So it's there forever. <laughs> well, I, I think to the conclusion, um, go play like a dragon. Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. Gosh, that that title retitling is going to be so confusing. Go go play this game with Ichiban as the protagonist. It's 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 pretty awesome, and it's a good. It's it's a good use of your time, and it's on practically everything but the Switch for some reason. Because didn't the director come out and say that they didn't think Switch owners would like it? I mean, I, they they yeah. say that the real reason is well, one, it's because actually porting this to Switch would be just a giant technological hurdle, and they're probably waiting for a future console to even try. But it's also because the last time they put they they don't feel like it, and the last time that they put a Yakuza game on the on a Nintendo platform was the Wii U, and of course that didn't sell. So yeah. I, was that Japan only? Yeah, Japan that was, was one and Yakuza two. One and two HD, uh, uh, not not Kiwami one and two Yakuza one and two HD, which is just bare bones upscales of the first two games. The first game has not aged well. Second game has only aged marginally better. It's uh, it's not a great version to play. I, I imagine not. <laughs> Yeah. But, so I have a question for us going forward here. Yes. Um, 
as they continue, you know, with the renaming in the West, do you think they're going to keep the numbers in there? Yeah. They, they stay are, are they going to put like them back dragon in? Eight. It is going to be like a dragon eight? Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Which means we have zero through six, like a dragon, <laughs> and then like a dragon eight. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as people figure it out. I, I like the number there. I like the number there. So it's if I Easy. ever get into doing these, I know the number's right there. Okay, I'm playing six. God damn it. It's six. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be out of order with this unless I want Cause to Because I, I couldn't tell you the, the subtitles of any of them for the life of me. A lot of them don't have subtitles in English officially. Okay. Uh, in Japan, most of them have subtitles. Uh, I think seven actually in Japan doesn't have a subtitle. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the only English one that had a subtitle before this was uh, six Song of Life. Okay, gotcha. Well, e- either way, American fans are going to ca- call it Yakuza till the end of time or t- until we age out. Uh, and um, I, we are going to try and schedule a Yakuza Kiwami episode next year because that'll give me an excuse to play Kiwami. And I don't nice, think we. I'm getting that again. <laughs> I don't think we talked about Kiwami on the older backtrack. I know we did a whole bunch of Yakuza episodes, but that was with the PS, the PlayStation ones, PlayStation Two. PS Two was Yakuza One Two. Yeah, got through so, the PS Three ones on the old show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to play. Oh wait, did, did we ever do a backtrack for zero? I don't believe we did. Okay, wild. that one's the that one's the thing that gave the series a cult following in the U.S. Outside of mm-hmm. weird people like me. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so sorry, I didn't go back far enough. So we're probably going to attempt to do a Yakuza Zero next year and maybe get to Kiwami if we have time. Um, I feel like you ske- could probably like. Yeah, Zero might deserve its own episode. You might want to sandwich both Kiwamis together. Yeah. Um, it's going to depend on how much stuff we have to, have to schedule because we've got, what, 26 episodes in a year, give or take? Um, so, so, I mean, we've got time, but we've also got a lot of stuff we want to talk about, too. There's so many, so many games. Stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll never be uh, have a lack of content on this show. So okay. I can always go back and also older. redo other stuff that may have even been on the old show with new people. We, that, that's mm-hmm. what we've been saying. Pretty much everything is on the table at this point. Some of the shows are, what, 10, 12 years 10, old? 10, 12 years old. Yeah, definitely. Some of, some of them are old enough to have their own backtracks. <laughs> <laughs> a backtrack about backtrack. That seems a little self-indulgent, but I support it. <laughs> and that being said, we've got two shows left in the year. Uh, my God, yeah, this year's not free of me yet. <laughs> this year just blazed by. I, I think she's free of me, though. <laughs> I, I think this was the last one I am on. Well, you and, better get going with uh, some Z-Boyd. Yeah, no, I, I, I finished both Cthulhu's. We're ready to talk about that. I just need to figure out a skit. But next week, we go from a really great kind of open world game to a mediocre one. I guess it's better now. I don't know, Josh. Tell me, can I play Cyberpunk now? I don't know. You got to ask David. David, can uh, I, I play think, Cyberpunk? I, th- I think as of now, it's a very uh, content complete uh, game. So, 
Except and, on the okay. PS4. Yeah, don't don't play it on PS4 or Xbox. Oh, hell if no. You're playing, if you're playing on PS, PS5, PC, or Series, you're you're going to have a good time. No, no Steam Deck? Uh, Steam Deck, apparently, it's actually been carefully optimized so that it actually does run well on Steam Deck. Oh, okay. Because that, that, <laughs> cho- that would be my choice. Yeah, they, yeah appar- apparently that version runs fine. So, yeah, Steam Deck would probably be a good choice for it. Granted, I'm not going to get that done within, uh, what, two weeks because I've got... Uh, Pokemon's coming out, man. That's going to be my life. Yeah. But um, we, we, we'll have a couple of people on to talk about it and, and tell us if it's good or bad or mediocre. I'm going to say a... nice things about it. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would have been a different backtrack the year it came out. Yeah. That... yeah. <laughs> it also wouldn't have been much of a backtrack at that stage, but... <laughs> nope. That, that's why we have the two-year guideline. It, it, would it have been on track? <laughs> Uh, off track. Off track. Uh, it came out off track, right? Uh. <laughs> oh, well, look, we'll, we'll save that for two weeks. Yes. So, t- t- or three weeks, two whatever weeks. we're doing. Um, we're oh, doing Thanksgiving. I think uh, we're doing. Uh, th- we're doing Thanksgiving weekend. Weeks. Oh, it is. Yep. Yeah. The next one says it's scheduled for December. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we had. This we is had why some, we went back to back this week. Yeah, we had some weirdness with Thanksgiving, and then more weirdness with Christmas. It's just that time of year. Um, I'll probably say what it'll be on RPG Cast, since I'm on that too. So just uh, keep an eye on your feed, and then next year when we start up a new, we're gonna try to get, work on getting the feed changed so that we can actually have artwork on it and all of that stuff. But for, for now, um, th- thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you, Matt, for editing and being the best partner, and thank you, Josh and Robert and David, for coming on. Um, always appreciative and thank you listener for listening to us and sharing your day with us so we will see you guys in a couple of weeks and have a great rest of your day 